Recording from Studio 262 in the AOB, you're tuned in to What the Howl, an inside look at UWG Athletics straight from the source. Now here are your hosts, Matt Cook and Jared Boggins. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into episode 113 of What the Howl. I am Jared Boggins, joined by my co-host. Oh, Matt Cook, your assistant athletic director for Austin. Yeah, it's time to start, Matt. Sorry, my brain was uh, slow. And we are also joined by our producer. PBG. What's up, Jared? Oh, you know, just another day in paradise. Hey, that's my line. Is it? That's Sometimes. my line. Anyway. Oh, is boy. What? Whose line? Whose line is, is it, it anyway? anyway? I don't know. Colin Mockery? Where all the points, none of the points matter. Oh, but all the points mattered on Saturday in Cleveland, Ooh, Mississippi. Look at that. What a game <laughs> we have to talk about today. <laughs> um, that was as wild of a win as I've ever been a part of. It literally felt like I had been ran over by an 18-wheeler after that game. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those that just exhausted you just just watching. You weren't, like, you weren't sure what had, what had just happened. Like three different football games in one. I think you said something. felt like you'd watch three different games. I, yeah, <laughs> that's accurate. It was also our longest game of the year. I believe it. I literally, literally felt like I pulled a hammy in my uh, living room. I did pull a hammy because I don't have an elevator there, and I had to go up those stairs a couple of times. That's that's no fun. Yeah, so no, it was bad. But anyway, but yeah. what happened? What happened with what? My hammy. Well, the people don't know. <laughs> oh, they know. They don't live in a rock. <laughs> We're gonna get to that in the recap. Um, but basketball season officially gets underway this weekend. Absolutely. And before we recap, we do have some business to take care of. We have a five-star shout-out to give. Uh-oh. But oh. I want to know, how much did you pay this person to give this five-star? No yes. waste about me. Oh, my. I don't Let's know who go. Mott Helix is. Mott Helix. But it says, it's very I scientific. am not a UWG. It actually says WGU, student or affiliate. I don't, clearly, because we're UWG. However, I was introduced to your podcast by a friend, and I have to say it's my favorite podcast to listen to every week. Wow. I will say, though, PBG is a pretty fantastic guy, and he should get a raise. Let's go. Well, Mott Helix, I did give BG a raise because instead of paying for one of his meals on the road, I paid for like two of them. Let me see how. Wow. Mott Helix. I don't know who they are, but so, you, you man, paid them to, to the, write that. It's it, a very scientific name. It could be my old roommate, Micah Champagne, and if it is, I appreciate it. My pant, my man. My, your, your pants? My, my man. <laughs> I love that guy. He's a great guy. I don't know if it's him or not. I'll have to ask him after we get done. Well, Did he keep your pants? I will get to keep my pants, yes. Mott Helix. Can I was, stop talking about BG's pants? <laughs> I was going to say pal and man, and it ended up being pan. So, Are we saying uh, pan or pam? Pam, pan. pan. I, I, I think I have a clear, some clarity on the pan-pam situation. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we better get this show back on the rails. I, I agree that PBG should be given a raise. Now, how much of a raise that should be, I don't know. One penny. All right, I'll take it. One penny. Anyway. Let's talk about the recap. We we t- uh, touched on it. Matt was like, "What happened? Tell him what happened." There's a dime for PBG. Let's go. Um, <laughs> it was an epic, wild, miraculous win on the Delta, is what it was. We've dubbed it the Mississippi Miracle. Um, I've got to I got to confess, I gave up. There's a text uh, on record where I I told Matt, "We're I think we're done." Yeah. And that was at the 10:45 mark when Delta scored to go up 42 to 24. And um, thank goodness the players did not give up. No, and and but the thing about it is, and and 
<laughs> Delta was playing so well, and they have been playing so well all year. Offensively, they were really, really clicking on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. It's not, and our defense wasn't playing bad. No, but we there were just a lot of different things. They had they had a short field of forty yards or less four different times before that before that moment. That's because the wind was not well, not yeah. good. Yeah, it, it was just it was one of those things where I was like, I don't know what we can do. Uh, to fix the situation, but Harrison Frost did. Uh, yeah, throw for a million yards and bring us all the way back. Twenty-eight unanswered points—that'll help. Well, but not, and it wasn't just Harrison Frost because there were a lot of defensive stops in that as well. Oh yeah. So defense was a massive part. It was a total team effort. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. So we're down eighteen points with ten forty-five left, and then. We scored the twenty-eight unanswered, um, and and kind of that. It's kind of weird because the last touchdown was on the final kickoff of the game. Delta State tried to run some laterals, um, so it was really a three-point game. And right. then we jumped on a um, wasn't it a three four yeah. four, yeah, four-point game, yeah. and then we jumped on the uh, the lateral in the end zone to score that last touchdown uh, with triple zeros on the clock. Um, but the game-winning touchdown, I tell you what, Frost to Blackman from the tw- twenty-nine yards out—that was just incredible. Um, and I have never seen a sideline <laughs> erupt like it did. And I actually went back and Coach Dean showed me some of the – he went back and replayed it for me a couple of times on their sideline film and stuff. And I got to say, Zay Britt's toe touch was uh, quite good. I haven't seen all of that, but I was doing some crazy stuff over there on the <laughs> sideline too. I can't you lie. toe touching as well? I was doing – Jared tried to get me to do a toe <laughs> touch in the middle of the game. <laughs> when we were losing, I was like, we need you to be more positive. That's that's why we're, we're not playing well. And he goes, you want me to be a cheerleader down here? I said, yeah, give me a toe touch. And he literally just bends over and touches his toe. Well, that's, uh, I, my son did the same thing first time he scored a run. Did he? Yeah. Umpire told him to to just touch the plate. So he reaches down with his, middle, with his uh, index finger and just touches the plate. Well, there you go. Look at that. But yeah. Everybody did toe touches, apparently. Um Delta State was sixth in the country, nine and zero. They were playing for an outright GSC title and was the top team in Super Region Two. And we went in there and uh, came away with a big win. That was, I you know, and I you know, hats off to them because Delta State had a really really good game plan. They came out and they really executed well. And 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 we, and again, we it's not that we didn't execute well. We played a pretty good game. Yeah, like it was just at at the ten forty five mark in that game. They had executed a little bit better than we did, and things things were going their way. And we actually had more. I remember looking at the stats when when we were down eighteen. I said, you know, we've matched them in yards. Yeah, we've matched them everywhere except but it was for a on short the scoreboard. Fields. Yeah, it was a short fields. Yeah. We, we they had three or four times in the game where they had a thirty-one yard field, thirty-five yard field, and and when and when you do that. It, it's very, very difficult to beat a really good team. Absolutely. Well, I will say we had two turnovers taken off the board by penalties as well. Also true. Uh, yeah. I, I've never been one to question officiating, and that's why you lose a game is because of officiating, but it was questionable on the delt. On the delt. I like it. Um, so let's kind of break down the comeback for those who did miss it because, you know, Mott Felix, Mott Helix, whatever the name was. Yeah, they, I, don't th- I don't think he watched it. They they may not have watched it. So, I don't think he did. Um, it, well, it was the same time as the Georgia-Tennessee game, too. Exactly. So He's from Louisiana, so. Uh, well, LSU. LSU was beating was, Alabama. Was it beating time. Alabama yeah. at the time as well. I don't think they were, but. Okay, well, they ended up beating them. They did. Good old Rocky time. What do we know? Um, <laughs> Woo! <laughs> anyway, let's break it down. Uh, so they go up 42-24 to 24 with 1045 left, and then we march down, score 
to make it 42-31 at the 7.56 mark. Frost hit LP for a 24-yard score. That's uh, back-to-back touchdowns um, for LP in back-to-back games, I mean. Yeah, and what's funny, I don't know if you recognize from the from the booth, but they like literally stopped playing football. Delta State did. Yeah, he when he caught the ball, go, they literally just let yeah. him run to the end zone. Yeah, he looked like a, he he literally looked like a grease pig for their pig picking. He was right, like he was going nice. to take the hit and go down, and then he just ran into the end zone. I was like, that might come back to bite them in the booty. And yeah, look what it did. Look what it did. Bit him in the booty. Uh, yeah, we got a three and out on the next play. Third and two. Big, big tackle for loss from Demetrius Lofton. Because if they get a yard and it's fourth and one, I believe they were on their side of the or our side of the fifth. They were. Yeah. So I yeah. I feel like if they get a yard there, they're going for it on fourth down. Yep. But we got the tackle for a loss, and they punted it, down it at the nine, the nine-yard line. We go 91 yards in two minutes and eight seconds to score. Frost hit Zay Britt, 43-yard touchdown, and that got us to within uh, five. Yeah. And then little razzle-dazzle trick play out of the Wild Wolf formation got us to within three, and that was the point I started to believe again. Yeah. I said, this is doable. Yeah. We just need a stop. We had all three timeouts, and that's what we did. We kicked it off, stuffed them on first and second down, and they hit a long third down pass for 42 yards, one of the best catches of the game. Absolutely. And that was the point where I thought, it's it's no longer doable. (laughs) I was done. I gave up again. But I think it was another third down play. We we got to stop, bought another timeout, and on third and eight, you said? Yeah, it was third and eight. Marzavion Dix forced a fumble. And we picked it up, got a little bit of return, but we took over at the 35, and that's where it happened. The magic happened, I believe it was 1 minute and 19 seconds that were yeah. on the clock when we yep. took over. Yep. Drove it down. Actually hit T. Cole to get to the one-yard line. And then when, when that when that pass happened, I was like, we're about to do this. And then the penalty happened. I was like, we're not about to do this. <laughs> I told you because I was that pass came towards our sideline. I was right there with the camera. I was like, man, if only that was the game-winning touchdown. I had it beautifully yeah, it was on right the camera. There, right? yeah, it was yeah. a nice catch. It was a diving catch. It was yeah. incredible. And then the penalty puts us back to the 29. We wasted no time. 12 seconds on the clock and Frost to Blackman for the go-ahead touchdown. And like I said, that sideline erupted. I couldn't type. My hands were shaking. I was. It was unbelievable. And uh, I wrote after the game on Facebook that, you know, this job – all the games you watch, all the games you cover, there's those intricate details from every game that you remember. Some that, you know, you don't really remember much. I will never forget November the 5th, 2022 oh, yeah. on the Delta. That was yeah. absolutely incredible. Um, one of my favorite games I've ever covered. Yeah, and and uh, Matt Skinner and Willie Candler were going nuts as well. The, the, yeah. the audio from, from that was pretty epic. It was, it was pretty amazing. And another great line from Matt Skinner was when they came out of the booth, um, somebody asked him, uh, did you get a good call on that uh, touchdown? I, I, was it you? It yeah. was. It was me. Did you get a good call on that touchdown? He said, no, we acted like children. <laughs> <laughs> I'd expect nothing less. Yeah. Because that's what I would have done. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, all, all of his words started running together uh, when the pass went in the air to, to yeah. Blackman, and he realized that Ronnie was going to catch the ball. Oh, yeah. Uh, the coaches' booths were up above the press box, and you could hear all the stomping and cheering, and it just – so many things going on. It was unbelievable. Uh, Frost threw for more yards than Delta State had total offense, which is which is quite amazing. He threw for five hundred and three yards. That's quite amazing considering the offense that they have. Third ranked offense in the country, and and he outthrew them. He outthrew them. He only God. ran for thirty two though. So 
But he did have his first career rushing touchdown, so that's a cool note. Um, another single game. He broke his own single game passing record, obviously. 503 yards was the 10th most in Gulf South Conference history, and he was named the GSC Offensive Player of the Week for those efforts. So um, just an absolute uh, monster performance from him. The offensively, 591 yards total offense. That's our second most this season behind 596 against Valdosta, so it's the sixth most in school history. So we've put up two of the top ten total offense games in school history this season. Wow. That's pretty impressive. That is very impressive. And he had the most last year against Shorter, right? He led that offense. Oh, yeah. That was a school record, like six-something, 600 and – we looked it up the other day. 30-something. Yeah, I don't remember what it was exactly. But, yeah, he he led that one, and that was one where we won so big. We had backups in. Otherwise, he might have thrown for 500 yards in that one. So, um, just a monster performance all around. Just a great game, one that we will uh, never forget, and one that kept our playoff playoff hopes alive as yep, well so absolutely be interesting to see how that shakes out down the stretch we got one more game this week non-conference tilt against the conference opponent we'll talk about that in the preview uh any last thoughts on the mississippi miracle no 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 okay all right, let's move on in the recap. Let's talk about volleyball wrapped up their season falling 3 to 0 to Valdosta State um in their uh, last game of the season. Caitlin Frazee, though, another good game. Eight kills uh, led the Wolves, and she hit 471. That's pretty good. That's that's a lot. That's really good. That's good. That's two weeks in a row in for her. That's really good in volleyball. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Especially for an outside hitter. She's yeah. an outside hitter. Outside hitters don't hit 471. They hit 320. It, it, the, the really good ones hit 320. Yeah. So having a four having a four seventy one week, that's pretty impressive. And she was like 462 the week before, right? Something crazy like that. Like yeah. So... So she she ended the season hitting above you know four hundred yeah pretty pretty weeks. solid performance two weekends in a row yep. out of Caitlin who also happens to intern in our office so congratulations to her on a a uh, big finish to her season Sydney Blackman had twenty digs in the loss a uh, good performance on the back line for her as she wraps up her career uh, the Wolves finished up the campaign not the season that they wanted um, but made some strides and. Uh, going into the offseason now and begin building for 2023 and uh, hopefully some improvements coming in 2023. But uh, did a lot of good things this year, I thought. Yeah, 20 digs for a uh, for a three-set match is actually pretty ridiculous. Is it really? Yeah, because you look for four to five uh, digs per set being uh, being kind of – that that's going to lead the conference is four to five, and that's uh, nearly seven. Wow, that's pretty good then. See, I did. I, those are things that – I've just never grasped because I've never been the volleyball contact. Yeah, me either. So, hey. Um, but, yeah, like we said, finishing up the campaign for volleyball and then now into the off season, getting ready for her. what will be a good spring season, we hope, and then into 2023, year three of the Kara Hellman era uh, next fall. Let's move on. Women's cross country and men's cross country, both at the Gulf South Conference Championships over in Montevallo this weekend. We'll start with the women who finished ninth, led by a 34th place finish from Coley Branham with a time of 1954.07. That is a 5K race. Um, probably a pretty tough course over there in Montevallo, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Think. Yeah. Mont- Montevallo's always got a, good, got a tough course. Um, and then Adela Belalova Va. And Linda Vasquez, they finished 49th and 62nd, respectively. Those were our next two runners. Adela's time was 2032.20. And then Catherine Greer, also in the top 70, she finished 69th, had a time of 21.26.70 for their ninth place finish um, for the Wolves. Men's cross country finished 11th at the GSC Championships on Saturday, led by Derek Gallardo, who finished 35th with a time of 26.18.7. And then Trenton Jackson finishing 55th with a time of 27. 
18.70. Mahari Vanderriet finished with a personal best of the season, 27, 47.30 to finish 62nd in the 8K. But the Wolves finishing 11th in that meet on Saturday to uh, – I mean, they'll have the regional coming up, but the whole team will not be going to that, I'm assuming. No, yeah, yeah. They're usually usually it's it's whoever is our top runner uh, that'll that'll get a chance to go to that. So, yeah, so. where is the regional? Uh, that's a great question. Should I look that Huntsville? up? Huntsville, I think is it Huntsville? Uh, maybe. Let's let's. I'll I'll be on that. You you I'll look get that on up. that. Um, but yeah, finishing eleventh um, as a team, which now brings us all the fall sports have been decided in the Red Clay Rivalry Series. Yes. Um, so we look give an update on that while you're looking up the regional. Where does it say? It? Lakeland, Florida. Lakeland, Florida. Okay. You want to know who's from Lakeland, Florida? Tell me. A former baseball coach who will remain nameless. Who you? Uh, you've heard stories about that. I guy. have heard stories about that guy, and we're just going to keep we're on rolling past train that train right along through that yeah. guy. Um, anyway, uh, back to the red clay rivalry. If you're not sure what that is, it is a season long uh, competition between us and the Blazers. Of yep. That school down south, uh, where we each season series in each sport is worth a point, and then at the end of the year, whoever has the most points wins a trophy. Uh, we currently lead now 3.5 to 1.5 after the fall sports have been decided. We've got our points from football, soccer, women's cross country, and a half point from volleyball as they split their series. And then Valdosta State got the other half point from volleyball and the men's cross country point. So a 3.5 to 1.5 lead for us in the Red Clay Rivalry. And then the next point's coming in basketball season. We go to Valdosta on December 1st. Valdosta State comes here January 28th. So uh, some more points on the board. Coming I, up. And I think six points is the is is the winning number. I think there's eleven eleven sports that are in the that are in the red clay rivalry. So if you get to six, then you, you win. You win. Yeah. So we've got those two points coming up, and then points in men's golf. They don't have women's golf, so that right. doesn't matter. And then baseball, softball, baseball, and softball. Yep. And tennis. Tennis. Yeah. Women's tennis, maybe. Yep. So women's uh, those points are uh, still on the board, and we've got a long way to go in that. But we currently lead three point five to one point five. Ooh. Are you just foreshadowing what's about to happen? Absolutely. It's time. That was a preemptive howl. For our someone to howl about our own players of the week. PBG, do you have the order already predetermined? Yeah, and I I felt bad because I was late to the office today, so I figured I'd go last. And then if you guys want to fist fight for the first two spots, you can, but I figured I'd let you go first since you you had a long trip this weekend. Yeah, yeah, let's go there. We don't have to fist fight. (laughs) I kind of would like to see that, actually. Just get you some. No, I was re- I was I was re- responding in the affirmative to he wrote he <laughs> drove a long way. <laughs> he was ready. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll start it off. Um, God, I wasn't ready. I don't think. Um, I'm gonna go. My someone to howl about is I remember making this statement. No one is gonna be able to vouch for me because no one else was in the booth when we were down 18 and we were talking about how I confessed how I had kind of given up and we were like, okay. Uh, yeah, let's pack it up and go home. Um, there was a fan, and I have no idea who it was. She was wearing red, and she had a pom-pom, and she was on the front row, and she was still cheering. And I remember making the remark, that fan over there, she has not given up yet. Hey, look at look at us now. <laughs> look at, <laughs> look us, at now. us now. So my Who'd have thought? Mystery fan was not me. Mystery fan who never gave up. That's I am awesome. not kidding. Was that James Wade's mom? I have no clue. If someone can figure out who that was, I will give them a shout out, but the mystery fan is my someone to howl about. All right, so we need, we need, we need, we didn't know this, uh, Wolves Nation. Y'all need to let us know who is the mystery fan 
With the red pom-pom? In the front th- row. It's a red shirt. Red shirt. And I believe it was a uh, one of the metallic pom-poms. That oh, okay. Silver, the red, and the yeah, blue. Yeah, Maybe yeah. we can find it on the stream or something. Yeah. And zoom in and figure out who it is. But that is my someone to howl about. Someone to howl about. Outstanding. All right. So does that mean it's my turn? I think so. <clears throat> All right. So uh, my someone to howl about is also from the football game. Shocker. And uh, and this is someone who, and Jared's probably going to know as soon as I start talking about it, but this is someone who uh, has, he, he is a longtime member of the program, I think probably five years. And uh, and he has, um, he, he, is a, he is someone who does all the right things. I think I know. Ninety percent of the time, I can't say one hundred percent of the time because I don't, I, I don't see him all the time. Yeah, but I see I see the thing of the things that he does. He he does the right things. He he plays on every special teams. He plays. Oh yeah. He he play he plays on every special teams, and he and he goes hard in on every drill. He is he is that guy. Not the most talented. Not gonna say, not gonna say that. But he will work his tail off, and he's worked his way on the field, and he got the game winning, not not the game winning, the exclamation the, point. He he he'll be our fifty second man because he got us to fifty two points against Delta State, and that'll be Jacob Pinch because he 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 hopped on that ball in the end zone, and he's been a wide receiver here for five years, not scored a touchdown in college until the Delta game, and that was that. I'm so proud of. I'm so proud for him because he he deserves that kind of recognition. Did anybody see him after he gets the ball, celebrates? Did anybody see that in the video? I saw I, I saw a little bit. He yeets the ball yeah. way up in the sky, like <laughs> out of the camera frame. <laughs> yeets it, I tell you. Yeah, that yeet alone should be howled about. Absolutely. Hold PBG, on. you're up. Am I, am I howling about the yeet? No, you can howl about whatever you want. I Man, gave myself two, I guess. I, I got to go football, too. That was too crazy of a trip for me to not go football. And it's too easy to go Harrison. He should be howled about. He's been howled about by the GSC anyway. Yeah, and so, Scott Evans, player of the game. Everybody knows how great of a game he had. So I'm going to go with our head man in charge, David Dean. Yeah, for two not? For two reasons. And it, neither of them have anything to do with the football game. Because one, he rolled around in the end zone with Marzavion Dix after the game, and it was hilarious. Does anybody well, it, is have there video of this? I tried so hard to get a video of it, but I could not get it in time. I got over there right as they were getting up, and I was like, "Oh, that would have been hilarious." <laughs> and then for the dance moves that we posted yesterday, yes, that was incredible. David, I agree. David Dean, he's a good drummer, and apparently he can dance too. So he's he's the trifecta. He can coach football, he can drum, and he can dance. Trifecta, David Dean. That's all you need. All right. So we got who's my mystery fan? <laughs> I forgot already. Mystery fan who never gave up. Jacob Pinch and David Dean, this house for you. Oh! We're not going to make that a thing, first of all. <laughs> that can't be a thing. That was bad. That was, I matched pitch perfectly. Pitch perfect? What? Anyway, let's jump into pitch? the preview. And talk about what we got going on this week, like we talked about earlier. Basketball, both men's and women's basketball, getting their seasons officially underway. And it starts on Friday. Nothing going on this week until we get to Friday when the Joanna Wrights era officially begins in Tampa. West Georgia taking on Rollins. That is a 1 p.m. tip-off from the Martinez Center on the campus of Tampa, or the University of Tampa, sorry, um, down in south sunny Florida. So that's when 
Women's basketball gets their season underway. Yeah, and then the Dave Moore era continues. Correct. For his fifth season on Friday as well, as the men will be traveling to Daytona Beach, Florida. That's the second time we've had a team travel to Daytona Beach, as they'll take on Embry-Riddle on 8 p.m. tip-off. That is a uh, late tip, my friend. Very. Let's hope we fly high in that one. Okay. Is he, because they're aeronautical. <laughs> Proud of you. They're also the Eagles. Let's <laughs> not make that a thing either. Saturday, football <laughs> is going back to North Greenville. We had success there earlier this season. Matt was there. He won't be there this week. But no. Jared will be there this week. Maybe. So maybe we'll have the same success. We're kicking off at 12.30 p.m. That's an early one. That's that the earliest, earliest that, we've kicked off. That is the season. earliest we've kicked off, and I'm not upset about it. Um, that is a non-conference game. By the way, we're playing a conference opponent, but it does not count towards the conference standings. So, conference standings are wrapped up. Um, we finished third. Um, you already know. And let's just say, this game right here might be the most important one of the season if we would like to make the NCAA playoffs. That's correct. But because we always know the most important game of the season is the next one. Okay. No, it might have been the one where we played Eldasa State, but this is the last one if we don't win it. Correct. All right. So. You know, the the miracle on the the Mississippi miracle, whatever we're calling it, was great. That's behind us now. We're looking for these North Greenville Crusaders, whatever they're called. He goes in the locker room postgame one time and listen to that coach speak he's giving us. <laughs> I'm fired up now. West Georgia football is going to be all right. We're going to do this thing. Right. Inside, Delta, outside, Delta wants, inside, outside. Delta wants us again. They're going to get us again, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> also happening on Saturday, we got to keep rolling before he gets out of hand. Uh, women's basketball. We're not stop till we get get across that goal line. <laughs> and now Matt's getting out of hand, so I'm about to have to mute, mute two mics if it gets any crazier. <laughs> women's basketball continuing their opening weekend against a perennial NCAA tournament team, Tampa, on their home floor. That's a 2 p.m. tip off on Saturday. And the men are taking on Palm Beach Atlantic, also in Daytona, at the 6 p.m. tip. That's correct. On Saturday. Saturday, and that'll wrap up the weekend for us, and then. Uh, we get the win we'll be watching the selection show on sunday yep so i think we probably should anyway i don't want to fall asleep again man what a memory that is <laughs> you never heard that story let me know we'll I tell you all i haven't it. heard it i'd like to hear it right now right on air okay right on air i think we've actually told this story on air before yeah when we made the 2021 regional in basketball we didn't think we were in like, we lost in the conference tournament. We thought we had to get to the at least the conference championship to have a chance. And other things had happened in the Peach Belt Conference Championship that as we, well. That we, thought that we thought would put us out. Put completely. us out. Um, so, on Sunday night, I was like awake. I was like, I'll, I'll watch the selection show. Why not? It was like Saturday, Sunday at 10, 8, 10 yeah, p.m. Yeah, 10 p.m. Like yeah. Because yeah. you have to wait on the West Coast games to finish. So, it's like 10 p.m. And um, I'm just watching. And all of a sudden, I see Lee the Lee Flames post the, the graphic and West Georgia's on there. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> they haven't even got there in the selection show. Come to find out, I was watching it started from the beginning, not live, so I was a few seconds behind. So Lee had already put out the, the tweet that we were in, so I text Matt, and I'm like, Matt, we're in. We're in. We're in. Matt, we're in. Matt, we're in. <laughs> Matt's asleep! <laughs> Why is that not surprising? It had been a long weekend. Yeah, <laughs> like we'd we'd dri- we'd driven back from Valdosta. Yeah, it, it I mean it it it, had, it and we were disappointed. It was it, it literally because we we knew we had a shot, but it we it was an outside shot. Because see, here's what had happened. I think it was Georgia College, wasn't it? Georgia Southwestern. I think. Was it Georgia? No, because Georgia Southwestern went. You're right. I don't. It know. was it was Georgia College. Georgia College was ranked third. 
Sure, we'll and, go with that. And and Georgia Southwestern was was behind them and in front of us. Georgia Southwestern beat them, so we thought there was no way that Georgia College was going to drop below us. Yeah. So and 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 so we were like, we're out. There's no there's no possible way. There's you know, always a way, it. Matt. Always away. I wonder if they ac- accidentally picked West Georgia instead of Georgia College. <laughs> we're not complaining. No, no we're, not. we're not. We're not. I just never thought of that. I was like, what if they just hit the wrong button? Didn't we but get it, a win in that? We did. We beat Valdosta. Look at yeah, that. We, yeah. We. Eldosta State <laughs> University. Woo, they sneak. Anyway. Wrap this yeah, up. That's that story. Let's go to the wrap up. All right. The biggest gift that anyone can give is of your resources and your time. You've spent your time today listening to Jared, PBG, and I talk about our Wolves, so you've definitely given them your time, and we're greatly appreciative of our listeners and fans of West Georgia Athletics. Hopefully you're a benefactor of the program, and we're grateful for every penny that is given to our Wolves. If you aren't would like to be a part of the amazing things that happen here in Carrollton, there are plenty of opportunities for you to give to, to athletics through the University Development Office. Be sure to follow us online at uwgathletics.com and on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at UWG Athletics. Remember to download the UWG Game Day Experience app. It is your game program in the palm of your hand. Rosters, notes, all kind of different things for each game. Make sure that you get the UWG Game Day Experience app at your app store. And remember, you can be on What the How is a shout-out if you are paid off like uh, Not Helix, oh, Mott gosh, Helix. Here we go. Um, if PBG pays you off to leave a review about how awesome he is, go ahead and do that, and we'll give you a free shout-out. No, in all seriousness, Jared- what? You know my salary. I can't afford to pay anybody to give me a shout-out. <laughs> you texted Beth and was like, hey, I need 10 bucks. <laughs> I need 10 bucks to pay somebody off. You could be like one of those Twitter guys, pay $15,000. For all the <laughs> all the For a blue check. Yeah, blue check. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, if you like what you've heard on this episode of What the How, be sure to go on to Apple Podcasts, leave us a re- five-star rating and a review, and we'll give you a free shout-out. We'll be back next week to talk more West Georgia Athletics, hopefully talking about where we're going in the playoffs, but stay tuned on that one. I am Jared Bacchus. I just work here. I'm Matt Cook, your assistant athletic director for Awesome. And I'm PBG, and I also just work here. And next week, you shall hear Jared say... Thank you for listening to the greatest West Georgia Wolves podcast ever produced. What the hell?